Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. may question ourselves at moments such as these. Did we make the right decision to settle here? We are grateful for the time we have been given. Welcome to Second Take Podcast's review of The Village, starring Bryce Dallas Howard, Joaquin Phoenix, Adrian Brody, William Hurt, Sigourney Weaver, and Brandon Gleeson, written and directed what by M. Night Shyamalan. What amongst us is a predator of some type. We do not go into their woods. They do not come to our valley. It is a truth. This color attracts those we don't speak of. You must bury it. Creatures have never attacked us without reason. We do not believe our boundary has been breached. What's your name? It's Kevin. It's not Kevin. It's Sebastian. Hello. Hello, Sebastian. Hello. Sometimes we don't do things we want to do so that others won't know we want to do them. I'm Andy Schossler. Nailed it. Are you upset you can't see? I'm Julie Eisentrager. (laughs) And welcome to our Alex Free review of The Village. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how Julie keeps ending up on Shyamalan movies. Not I intentional. Think, I think Alex won this round. <laughs> He's just like, oh, I'm working. I guess I can't do my job. Um, yeah. I don't mind shamalamalamalamalamalamalamalamalamalamalamalamalamalamalamalamalamalamalamalamalamalamalamalamalamalamalamalamalamalamalamalamalamalamalamalamalamalamalamalamalamalamalamalamalamalamalamalamalamalam
Did I? Oh, I wasn't yes. paying attention. <laughs> Every time the intro plays, I take the headphones off. I No, it doesn't matter. It's fine. That's the sign of a quality podcast. <laughs> I don't listen. I don't know. Hearing my own voice is just like a punch to the gut. So really? For I all have of the us. Same experience. For all of us. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. So what is a Julie? Where is she from? I'm from a number of podcasts on the network. Excellent. I'm from Musicals Taught Me Everything I Know. And what did they teach you? Everything I know. Interesting. Um, I am from a podcast called And Then They Fucked. Lovely. Yeah, in which I will be referred to as the Baroness Beefcare. I hate that. Oh, I hate that name. Yes, that's. <laughs> yep. And I'm from Elvis Lives, a conspiracy theory podcast. I like that Wonderful. one. I just heard your Simpsons episode actually Did uh, you? about a week ago. It was really nice. You're listening, are you? Uh, I skipped yeah, the Jesus one. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> The Jesus one's hilarious. I'll go back, but I, I was like, ooh, Simpsons, eh? <laughs> something I can, ref- I can feel something about. Yes, that's me in a nutshell, podcaster. Okay, you know what, a- Andrew, what's you in a nutshell? I would throw this to Alex normally as an Austin Powers joke because he'd do it, but he's not here. Oh. Is it, Help is me, it I'm trapped in a nutshell. How does a man get into a nutshell? Yeah, no. I don't think there's such a nut that is in a shell as big as me. Wait. No, I'm I mean, nuts. like, probably. I mean, nuts are famous for being not human-sized, I guess. They aren't. I've had a few human-sized nuts. <laughs> so we watched <laughs> The Village in our M. Night Shyamalan series that goes from the beginning of time to what feels it like goes, the end of time. It goes forever. Yeah. Variety, though, right? No. Yeah, big variety. No, I variety's mean, not good when it's all crap. Okay, spoiler alert for this week's Variety Hour. <laughs> but no, no, I just, I, I think it's nice that they're all a little bit different to each other. Like we haven't had any like, how would you describe, I was going to say colonial, it's not, the um the setting of this film. Colonial. It is colonial. colonial. Oh, I, <laughs> I wish I had said colonial the first time, you know. Instead of us making you look dumb, me too. <laughs> well, I had it, I did say it, just wasn't 100%. So you I could say Amish as well, they may as yeah. well be. Yeah. True, okay. same kind of setup. Yeah, just with more monsters. Or were there? <laughs> yeah, there no. were. It's a Shyamalan film. <laughs> Nothing is what no, it seems. It's terrible. It's awful. Okay, let's talk about it. Do you guys want to move on to the trivia then? We should. Okay. Riddle me this, riddle me that. Who's afraid of the big black bat? Hey, Derek, you know what's always good for shoulder pain? What? If you lick my butthole. It is Wednesday, my dudes. Okay, 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 okay. A couple of episodes back, I mentioned that I had received a specific complaint about that interlude. It was from Julie, who's here today. That was great to watch. That it's was awful. It's so good. I, like, it makes more sense for the next, if it was on the variety hour though, because it actually is on a Wednesday. But please, yeah, please tell them, everyone that also is on Team Julie and thinks it's awful. There's no Team Julie. Please write in and tell them. There's no Team Julie. There's it's no awful. union. It's just this what it is. Oh, it's so jarring, especially when you're listening to it as you're falling asleep and then it starts screaming at you. We shouldn't be your bedtime podcast. You're not anymore because of that reason. Good. So <laughs> well, you're a wake-up podcast. My listenership's gone down. <laughs> Speaking of waking up, mm. you would have loved to have been a producer waking up to the box office take on this film. Oh, damn. Mm. Give it. Budget of $60 million, worldwide gross of $256 million. Just a couple of dollars more. like Made six ooh. times its budget. Uh, this was during his hype period. Like yeah. this film didn't just come out to like, oh look, it's that guy that disappointed us fifteen times. This is like, oh shit, it's next Shyamalan film. Like everyone was hyped for this one, and it was popular. Yeah, yeah. His, his films don't generally flop. Like they either make a fantastic amount of money or they just make back their yeah. budget, or more or less. 
I remember seeing this in cinemas and it being the first film I was like, oh, maybe he isn't a good director. <laughs> but seriously, because I think, but what year did this come out again? 2004. So we had Unbreakable, we had Sixth Sense in 2000, Unbreakable 2001, both films I, I mean, I haven't seen Sixth Sense for a while, but both films from memory that I love, I do love Unbreakable. And then this, and I was like, oh, kind of a whiplash kind of effect going there because I was ready for a good one and yeah. Yeah, I wasn't happy at the uh, time. And he acknowledges that a lot of the reason why people were disappointed was because of his marketing. And he has apologised specifically <laughs> and regrets the marketing of this film. How do they sell it? Was it sold as a straight horror? Yes. Yeah. Okay. They Whereas sold it, it as a thriller horror. Whereas it's more of a love story horror yeah. thriller. Yeah. Exactly. Lie movie. I wouldn't call it a movie of lies. I wouldn't call it a thriller at all. It's definitely just a like a romantic love story. Yeah. So Shyamalan put the entire cast through a nineteenth century yes. boot, boot camp. How to fun! Prepare them. <laughs> a nineteenth century boot. Do we have any details of what that would be like? I imagine it was a lot of you know being dressed, waking up. It would have just before been sunrise. Surely it would have just been Colonial Williamsburg. <laughs> Go for it. Yep. Enjoy. Every, everybody taught, churning butter. He taught them all a little bit of old-fashioned racism, <laughs> I guess. Which I'll mention. I don't think there are any coloured people in this film, <laughs> except for Shyamalan at the very end. <laughs> Who we don't see. He's no. not coloured, he's exotic. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to split that hand. I'm not sure what's more offensive. <laughs> All right, so Colonial Boot Camp, that's fun. Yeah. Uh, the roles of Noah and Ivy were cast as Ashton Kutcher and Kirsten Dunn. Yeah. Okay, I'm bad with, I always do this with character names. Ivy's the so main- So Ashton Kutcher- was cast as Noah, is he the, a guy, the and Special Dunst guy? was cast as Ivy. Is yes, the Noah's girl. the simpleton. And Ivy's the blind one? Yes. Okay, no, I, I'm always bad with character names. So, okay, I can see Ashton Kutcher playing an idiot. I, but I can't. <laughs> Not in the same way that it was played. Oh, he would have been very funny. But they both pulled out because of scheduling conflicts. Thank oh, you. Oh, no, whoops. Who's the other one? Kirsten Dunst. Kirsten Dunst. She's good. As Ivy. Wouldn't mind her. I don't know. She's I think Bryce did a- I like that Bryce was a, like a new, yeah. a relative newcomer, yeah. and I think that added. He cast her something. without an audition. Yeah, because he saw her in saw something. her on stage. Yeah, and just, yeah that's my Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> when you just go to your go to your besties' daughters' concert. <laughs> well, and like it's funny because he obviously liked her because I think is it not next week because of Captain Marvel the week after we're doing Lady in the Water and she's once again starring. Yep. So Shyamalan does that. He works with people in one film and. Quite often gets them back for two or three. Well, we got more. Phoenix from Signs and from this. Yeah. Oh, Signs came up before this yeah. as well. So once yeah. again, he was banging out the hits in my way, in my world. <laughs> um, and then obviously, yeah, Bruce Willis. Who else is he kind of? I, I suppose. I mean, okay, I'm not going to count the Unbreakable trilogy because he made a trilogy. <laughs> of course, they had the same actors going but through, but like he does the same. Like directors tend to have their favorite cast. Like yeah. you look at Judd Apatow, he uses the same the same actors What's in it? a good S- portion of his films. Yeah. Sam Raimi throwing in um, yeah. Bruce Campbell every now and then. Yeah. 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 Did you know Joaquin Phoenix also in that 19th century boot camp made the walking stick for Ivy? Did he really? But it yes. was called a walking stick. You ever say it differently. He's like, get it? Because that's my name. Walking Phoenix. No. Yeah, we got it. We got no, it. No. See, he was explaining it to the her crickets. because she was blind. <laughs> I always get the boost. I always get the boost. And they go for 30 minutes. They go for nine seconds. It feels like an hour. Not Which long is, enough. As we've discussed, about 30 minutes long. <laughs> no, he, he made it like he carved it. He carved it and he um, he wrote Ivy down the side of it. Aww. Give me a sweetheart. There you go. Aww. He really took it seriously. He did. Mm. <laughs> I would imagine no phones would have been a part of that as well. How to whittle yeah. a walking cane. <laughs> I feel like 
you just get a knife and just go for it. What you don't see is the 15 canes he fucked up prior. Yeah, that's right. It's just that's a pile right. of failure behind him. And where do you get the knife from? That's it. You've got, you've got to smelt your own your if own. you can make now. a knife in prison, you can make a knife in the woods, <laughs> I assume. So this is, this is on Roger Ebert's most hated list. Now, last week we did Dark, Dark City, City, yeah, which Roger Ebert said was the best film of 1998. I am disagreeing with him on that one. And this film, I don't think it deserves to be on a most hated list. Oh, God, no. It's not an awful film. It's just kind of stupid. I, I went in with it with no expectations yeah. and that made it watchable. Yeah. <laughs> with the marketing campaign thing that Julie brought up earlier about how it was kind of sold as, as a lie almost, I could see Ebert saying, I, uh, this film's the worst ever, kind ah. of to send a message don't lie to your audience, yeah. but yeah. not because of the actual content of the film. Like maybe, yeah. But that's but that's hate based on expectation, not the actual content of the film. Yeah, which is weird. And the last thing I have is that the set uh, was constructed over 18, uh, 18, 11 weeks. Oh yeah, it took a long time to get everything like together. Something stupid like thirty three. So there was a three and a zero, and there may have been another zero. <laughs> people. Yes, a it, lot it, of involved people. just in the construction. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so you can see where that budget money went to. Okay. This is a little bit off topic, but I need to, I need to slip it in before I forget. It's very important. That's what he said. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we made, we made mention of it in last week's variety hour that we had like a technical error and had to redo the entire episode. And on that episode, I revealed a dark secret going forth for the audience. Cause I know Alex wasn't there for that first take of it, but he was there for the second take. So I couldn't, huh? Second take. <laughs> um, so I couldn't do it. So now I'm just gonna slip it in right now. So everyone's well aware. I'm going to recommend The Last Airbender when we review it as part of the Shyamalan series. I have never seen it before. I don't care if it's good or bad. I'm recommending it because Alex is a huge um, Avatar fan and it's going to break his spirit. I just need to implant it here in the past (laughs) so I don't get hate. I mean, send me hate. I don't fucking care, but like- I just want to just put it out there. I have have plotted a plan going forward because Alex does not listen to these episodes. That is what is happening. So that's two of the hosts that don't listen to the episodes. I listen. <laughs> I listen for good old QC, buddy. And I, all my all my notes just say, we need more of that Wednesday guy. <laughs> just more of <laughs> Nothing but Wednesday guy. I didn't even know that was part of the same. Anyway, unrelated. However, back, so, on, back on track. No, the last year, man, it's oh very God, important. Why? It's going to be the highest recommendation I've ever given. I'm prepping a speech. It's just out of spite. No, 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 no. Yes. <laughs> Actually, I guess a little bit. Not really out of spite. You are an uh, awful person, Sebastian. Y- y- no. Disagree. Sorry, Julie. You had facts that weren't about me being horrible? Oh, hang on. Let <laughs> <laughs> me just wish you could delete that one. Um, no, Sigourney Weaver had uh, nightmares for two weeks after reading the script. I don't know what about. No. But apparently that's the thing. Does she have an active imagination? She must have. You'd have to because. She must have filled in some of the script yeah. that wasn't there. <laughs> I don't know about that. Well, maybe she's just very weak of character. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe she's just a huge a- pansy. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know, after seeing Zool, you know, <laughs> being freaked out by Zool, oh. that would have been. Legitimately, the grey lady at the beginning of the Ghostbusters film, the, the librarian. Yeah. She is more scary than anything in this film. Yeah. And even that's, yeah, that's, that's just right. a jump scare. That's right. <laughs> like, <laughs> Speaking of jumping, shall we jump to movie babies? Yeah. Hasta la vista, baby. Nobody puts baby in a corner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, baby. Yeah. I kind of struggled. 
Okay. Uh, I mean, I, I got two, so I guess I succeeded, but it was hard. <laughs> I went with the Nicole Kidman film, The Others. Oh, yeah. 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 Just because of like where she was, like where she was living, just the tone of all the characters, the fact that she was okay. kind of very passive for most of the film as well. Like we have Ivy being until like kind of towards the end of the film and she has to go off and have a little adventure. Right. Um, and Sleepy Hollow with like the town that's being terrorized by the supernatural yeah, okay. force. I know it's not in the end of this film, but like the idea of everyone but being isolated that, yeah. in and in the case of Sleepy Hollow, they turn to like the, the church and all that for like salvation. And in this time they, they turn into like their little weird beliefs and all that crap here. Okay. Anyway, a bit of similarity there, but tonally closer to the others, but conceptually more like Sleepy Hollow. So that's right. kind of where I came from it. I went more literal with it, <laughs> that this is a mix of uh, Balto. Balto. The the dog who oh. goes across the country to deliver some medicine or something. Oh, no, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a good film. It's a good animated film. And Hot Fuzz. <sighs> discovering that your that your society is, you know, being run by shadowy figures, manipulating everything at the highest end. You need to end. watch Hot Fuzz I, again. Good film, isn't it? Yeah. I tried to go like the Secret Society way, and all I could think about was Eyes Wide Shut, and it just didn't match up with me. That was my problem because I was like, it just doesn't work. Too much sex at that. That's exactly it. Way too much sex. But this, just like Hot Fuzz, you've got all yeah. the elders manipulating everyone and and you know making them think that they live in a place that they aren't actually that isn't actually real. That's a good poll. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I went with a very obvious choice, which I'm now shocked no one else went yeah. with. <laughs> Titanic. Yeah. Babies always surprise us. Yeah, yeah. I went with Bird Box. Okay. Yeah. Cross um, population. I think it's 436. It's been a long time since I watched it. So Bird Box, obviously they can't see the creatures or they die. Of course. And they're trying to escape. And then with population 436, it is a, a, com- a small community run by elders like that are super mean guys. Right. Mm. I have not heard of that title. You're welcome. Oh, there was a film I saw. It's I'm not gonna- good. No, oh. You're welcome. <laughs> was a film? Not good in a Shyamalan way? Worse, I think. Or, or, yeah. <laughs> Be nice to him. He's a hard, he's hard done by. I don't know. Um, <laughs> if I had money to put on a project, right, I would, I would bank on Shyamalan. I would happily throw money at mm. him because he gets results or at least, you know, breaks even. Yeah. He's oh, a, yeah. It's, a, yeah. it's a good gamble to make financially. Disney, Disney's backed him, so yeah. why wouldn't we? That's right. <laughs> so the one I was trying to think of, I saw a film years and years and years ago about the Jonestown Massacre and I just could not remember oh. its freaking name and it reminded me a lot of this film yes. too, but I just, I wasn't down enough to do the research to find out what the movie name was, so I went with the others. Yeah. So, um, You're yeah. lazy. We get it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was hard pressed for time. On the train this morning on the way here? That was what I did my notes. <laughs> I, well, I guess we'll move along to tweets. Very right? good. And today I'm going to read it to you. Is it got any sports in it? Are you kidding? Fencing, fighting, torture, revenge, giants, monsters, chases, escapes, true love, miracles. Am I going, am I? Oh, cool. Sorry. I just got lost in Andrew's eyes. Um, <laughs> M. Night Shyamalan tries to pass off being Amish as some sort of dark secret. (laughs) Who needs sight when they have the ultimate incentive? Hashtag power of love. (laughs) Red berries are bad. Sharp knives are worse. (laughs) (laughs) They banned the wrong thing. (laughs) Um, Have I told you my Amish story? No. Oh, you are? I'm not. Damn it. I don't have the temperament. Um, <laughs> you really don't. 
we were visiting some, so my stepfather's from Kentucky mm. and we went over to the States for about a month and a half, whatever it was to visit. Some, well, we did a big tour a lot. And then for two weeks, we were just in rural Kentucky visiting awesome. his family. I, I was a lovely, peaceful holiday, but we were literally just in the suburbs and out a little bit rural every now and then. It wasn't exciting or anything. The one, anyway. The one fact I know about Kentucky that's interesting is that the KFC test store is we in went there. Louisville, Kentucky. Yeah. And that's where they push all their, you know, new products. The one that we went to as well was also an all-you-can-eat KFC. Oh. But like, I'm going to tell you, um, that being there for a month and a half in the States, I was like dreadfully ill from like the lack of proper <laughs> nutrition. I'm not a healthy guy, but like I was, I felt so rotten all the time that I was there because everything we would have, we would, we didn't have anything home cooked. We would always go out to eat something right. and it's all really not great for you and my body just wasn't used to it. I, I don't eat a lot of salad, but apparently I just need some of it every now and then to not die. Um, I think I got scurvy is where this is going. Right. <laughs> um, so yeah, we went to that KFC and uh, interesting fact about Kentucky, largest uh, underground cave system in the world is, is right? underneath there called Mammoth Caves, which we did do, which was lovely. Just walking through this gigantic fucking, anyway, Amish people. Okay, right. we're back around yeah. to that. Good. I knew, I knew what I was. I was tired of that too. Just, <laughs> Times are ticking. Yeah. Um, we wanted to go buy jam, and they make it. Yeah. Because they didn't want to get like you know they they have jelly over there, but they wanted actual jam, which is a little bit harder to get. And in certain areas, the Amish will set up stalls, like stalls, and they'll they'll trade everything for American currency. Like they'll still take like cash and all that. Um, but yeah, we had to go find them. And there was a part where the Amish caravan was leaving and they wanted to see if they could stop them to make a purchase. So mm. we started following them in our car. Like the home ice cream man. <laughs> yeah. Like just following the home ice cream man back to his home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they apparently do not like being followed. No. And somehow. Famously they don't. Yeah, uh, lost us in a horse and carriage. Yep. In our car. That is the Amish skill. Yeah. Like, incredible. Time travelers. <laughs> yep. So- I've gone Amish hunting is what I'm saying. So I'm, <laughs> I wouldn't call it that, but okay. Um, I definitely would. Call it Amish hide and seek. <laughs> I think that's better. <laughs> Please, officer, we were just playing hide and seek. Nothing <laughs> <laughs> untoward. All right, uh, let's go to the good, I guess. Go ahead. Make my day. How's that for a slice of fried gold? Yeah, boy. I have two good things to say about this film. Mm-hmm. Oh, please. Only two. Wow. It was genuinely, it had a great creepy tone that was set very early on and maintained throughout the film. Mm-hmm. It's a bit silly when the reveals start coming out as to oh, what, God, yeah. what is going on, but the atmosphere is genuinely creepy. Points to Shyamalan for that. Also, William Hurt. Oh, yes. As uh, Ed, Ed, Ed Walker. Um, William Hurt is just one of those actors that I don't know. I can watch him do anything, yeah, and I think he, he suits really, most roles. Can't really go wrong. Lost in Space, he looked bored, but he might have been possibly. But everything <laughs> else I've I've seen him in, he just brings this I don't know legitimacy mm. to the whole thing, and I just love watching him. There's a respectability about him. Yeah, my favorite role of his is in Mr. Brooks. The oh. Kevin Costner film where Kevin Costner is a serial killer and William Hurt is his imaginary conscience mm. or, or whatever whatever you want to call it. I think they work really, really well together. Yeah. But, so is that both things or is that just one? 
That's both the things. Good creepy atmosphere yep. and William Hurt. Everything thought, else sucks. I thought all the acting oh. was pretty good. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, I thought it was all fine. It was pretty good, but the only one that stood out for me was mm. William Hurt. I liked the design of the fake creature. I thought that was quite an interesting, like, concept. Yeah, with all the spikes yeah. at the back. Like, it looked just, as an idea, it looked cool. If It actually looked like the kind of thing you would see in, like, the Hitchhiker's Guide universe. Yes. But- I guess cloaked. I don't know. It reminded me of the um the mon- from the I've only I've only seen the one movie. Is, it, is there only one movie? Hitchhiker's Guide. Yeah. yeah, the ones that destroy the planet. The Vogons. Yeah, is that them? Yeah, yeah. it reminded me of like that weird hunchback sort of yeah. thing. Anyway, um, they were cool. I thought it was quite yeah. I guess with creepy atmosphere, I think definitely hit the mark on that one. And I love a good mystery, so just having it drawn out. But he kind of nice. spoils it by revealing things at the wrong time. I th- was the first kind of reveal we get the newspaper being passed between the, t- the mother and the, 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 I forget their names, but the two old people. <laughs> was that the first like sort of reveal we get? I can't even remember the order It's before now. she yeah. gets onto the road. So before we discover that she's in modern times yeah. and it's before that weird monologue about why they're where they are. Was it just the- new- Oh, the f- no, the fucking- Okay, when the monster attacks Ivy in the woods, when it's her brother- I must have blinked or fallen asleep <laughs> or something because it attacks her. She moves out of the way. It hurts itself. Do we get revealed that it was her brother in the costume then? Or do we go back to the house and have those two people go, he must've got the costume from under the floorboards. What, what happens first? Do we see him first or do we see the reveal of it was a costume from their perspective first? Cause either way I hate it. Uh, but I, wasn't sure. I can't remember the order now, but I think we see him first. Like when she's encountering it for the first time, we already know that the yes. monsters aren't monsters. Yeah. Oh, when did I miss that? I must have missed the other reveal then. Yeah, no. Well, he has that whole chat with her by the barn. That's everything is exposed then. The simple guy? No, no, no. The father has a chat with Ivy and is like, everything is fake yep. at the barn. And that happens before she goes to the woods. Yep. So we kind of know while she's going in that nothing's going to happen, but we forget. I don't know. I forgot that. <laughs> and, but I think that was his intention. And that's why he does all these kind of weird constructs of exposition. Right. It's not great how much exposition he gives us, but he tells us this is not real and then puts us back in a place where we think, oh, maybe it is, maybe it is real. Maybe, okay. maybe that is a monster. And then he goes to show us that, no, it's not. Um, maybe I have a soft spot for this because I think this is a D&D campaign I have run before. Oh, right. Where I've had people in a secluded village and they're kept in their borders by these horrible <laughs> monsters and it turns out those monsters were fake. <laughs> so maybe I just have a soft spot for that sort of like that little reveal of it's a, just it's, because you've told something doesn't mean it's true. It's a good story. Don't get me wrong. That's It's a it's a wonderful setting to have that, you know, you're, you're hemmed in by all these, you know, monsters, mm. sometimes literal monsters, sometimes metaphoric, whatever. And it turns out that no, it's your imagination that like, your imagination was allowed to work against you. Or even your willingness to, to believe. Like, yeah. cause they're being told by their elders that this is true. Like yeah. if my, if I was raised every day and told that the sky was red, I'm going to believe the color <laughs> blue was red. Like that's, you know, I can't fight that. But when you're, but when you're in that frame of mind, when you're suggestible, you know, the slightest little sounds, the right, the right mm. word at the right time can make you think it's much worse than it is. And then all you have to do is maintain that. Which is why I thought Jonestown. Yeah. 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 Like oh, I, I a like good story, yeah. a true story, which is not great, but a good story. But better than a fake story that is also not great. <laughs> That's true. The setting is good and the premise is good. Yeah, but it kind of 
goes nowhere. Ooh, okay. I don't know. I liked it. Guys, I like it. <laughs> Are you talking about Jonestown or this? Um, yeah, I can this? like two things. <laughs> um, I, when I first saw this in cinemas, this twist really turned me off. But what okay. year did we say it was? 2002? 2004. Four. 2004. So what was I? I was 13. Right. So I was probably wanting a horror at the time. Because I just remember being not happy with this. But watching it now, this time going in knowing that it was fake, I still enjoyed it. Like, yeah. Which is a, a big thing because this film kind of unfortunately does hinge on that little reveal. <laughs> What do you mean hinge? It's the end of the movie. Yeah, but if you don't like the reveal, it can just piss you off. Because if you go in right. thinking you're in a supernatural horror yeah, film and, and then find again, out last minute. Yeah, that's know. why he said he regretted all his marketing. But he couldn't market as a if – if he marketed it as a welcome to this fake world full of fake shit, no, people also wouldn't have been as interested. He marketed it as a romantic If you played up the love story more, yeah. 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 I mean, that's, that's the focus of the film. Yeah. So why would you not include that at least in part in in the trailer? I'm not going to blame her, but is it possible just because of Dallas's like lack of notoriety by this point that he didn't want to hinge all the marketing on a fairly unknown actress? Maybe, and he was kind of known as but the the twist guy, the weird story you, you guy. You wouldn't have mm. to because Joaquin Phoenix is well known. That's so true. you focus on him and but then also, again it's a surprise. And William Hurt too. you got in it for like a quarter of the exactly. film. Exactly, yeah. And, and William Hurt, he, like he's – in the whole film, but he's just not in it very well, much. How much of the freaking trailers was Luke Skywalker in for the Star Wars? Yeah, that's, first, and that's he was two way, out of the end. Yeah. way out of proportion for, for what is actually yeah. represented by. Yeah, okay, is it any more good that anyone wants to address, or are we going to do that thing where we go to the bad and then remember all the things we loved about this film? That's also fine. Let's do that. Okay. Let's see what happens. Houston, we have a problem. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. You are tearing me apart, Lisa! I've fallen and I can't get up! I can't believe you've done this. So the mon- we were talking about the monsters before. I didn't want to say this until the bad section. They're, okay, they're, they're not real. They're not supposed to be real. You know, they're there just to sort of walk around in the background mm. and be a little bit creepy. But they're not that scary. Like the, the the design is kind of cool with like the hedgehog things mm. and they're tall and they make weird with noises. The bad like, color. They're not really scary. That wasn't his initial um, thought for what they looked like either. That was and f- and, and and for like like uh, Cloverfield, yeah, right, or any any other monster film, any any horror film. If you're going to have monsters that aren't real that are fictitious, mm-hmm. don't try and. Make them into something. Keep them in people's imagination. Yeah. So um, he, the original, what he wanted and decided that was a dumb idea, was to have them more stone-like and like upright okay. stone creatures. Oh, so he was still going to show them as something. Still going to show them. See, I would, I would be tempted just to keep them vague. So you only ever hear them. You only ever see little. You see them out the corner of your eye, yeah. maybe as a as a yeah. red blur rather yeah. than an actual full creature. I'm just yeah. pulling up like a, a direct front on image of them, and okay. they kind of look like the kind of they look like they belong in like Pan's Labyrinth. To be honest, that like, was a thought for my movie like babies. They don't Pan's look Labyrinth. too far out from that. Like no, but it also kind of looks like the kind of thing Jigsaw would make in the Saw franchise. <laughs> at the same a time, bit. Yeah. it looks like Beatrix Potter gone really yeah. wrong. <laughs> And it, and it looks like looks like cosplay. It looks like somebody is deliberately trying to be scary, which undercuts anything anything terrifying about it. But within the narrative of the film, it would kind of need to look a little bit shitty because in the end, it's revealed to be a costume. If it was a full CGI monster creation, and then Scooby Doo wise, 
the, the, the head just comes off and it's just <laughs> Farmer Terry. That's a problem as well, though. True. That's very true. But, but, it, but if, you were, if you were in the forest alone, you know there's something out there. That's, mm. the, that's, that's the mythos of, of, of the place. It's probably a little bit cold. You're probably a little bit, you know, terrified to, mm. to begin with and, and out of sorts. If you saw this thing, you know, or heard it, more importantly, and saw it maybe out of the corner of your eye, yeah, you could legitimately be terrified. I see that. Yeah. But when you get up close to it and- no, bink it on the nose and that's it. it what does are have, you? It does have you know, razor sharp claws on it. Like it's not the kind of thing you want to get close that's to anyway. That's claim. Well, well, you can see the claws. <laughs> you don't know how sharp they are, but like you can see that it has like these claws the size of three fingers, you know. Well, go on. You've found me. You're close now. Go on, rip me apart. Whatever. I don't care anymore. I actually got confused. Okay, you know how they were, they were skinning, was it sheep or something? Animals? They were leaving skinned animals oh, everywhere? Like deer and rabbits and things. Yeah. yeah. I thought at one time, maybe it's just, okay, I had to watch this on YouTube. I couldn't get a copy of it on DVD. I had to watch the YouTube clip of it. It was the entire thing, but it was in 360p or 320p. It was terrible quality. Right. And I thought one I of think, the skinned animals was a kid. Okay, I think the, the problem you have with that quality is your eyesight because I was seeing it, same copy, perfect. Did you watch it on your TV though? Yeah. Or maybe I have a bigger TV than you. I don't know. Oh. No, I don't know, but it was terrible. And I was um, trying to find out. Yeah, I thought a kid had been skinned at one point, no. but they weren't freaking out. So like, the, it must be a lamb still. I think <laughs> what the idea behind that was that Noah was skinning those animals. Yeah. Wait, so it wasn't the townspeople that were doing it to keep everyone in line? Because I think it was. No, it was just him. It was Noah. He was kind of because he's deranged. a psychopath. Oh, I must have been, that okay. sets up that set, that animal skinning sets up the like whole mentality of Noah and his ability to kill. I uh, see. I thought it was the town, the people that were like had the monsters, like the costumes. I thought it was them just giving a kind of half threatening reminder to everyone to take the border they seriously. They conveniently used it as one. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. They, but it wasn't. Oh, that's actually more clever. They didn't commission. You're it. They're selling just, this film to me. Well, yeah, when you watch the film properly, it's a not a bad film. So. <laughs> I'm still trying to work out which one William Hurt was. The father. The father. I thought he was. Okay, the 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 main oh, fa- the main parental figure I actually thought was the president. Do you know who William Hurt is? Are we going to be Stanley no, no. Tucci all over again? Where you're confusing <laughs> him with like Jack Nicholson the, or something? Who's the one that plays <laughs> the the president from the Independence Day? <gasps> the president in Independence Day is yeah. Bill Pullman. Yeah. See, I thought Bill Pullman was in this oh, film. Oh no! Oh, you think Bill Pullman and William Hurt look like no, each other? No, those are bad YouTube copies. What I'm saying, I think you just have bad eyes. Uh, no, Seb, I mean like my glasses are right now. So yes, it's your this blurry figure is telling you it's your eyes. Listen, <laughs> Andrew, <laughs> um, good guess. Fifty fifty, still got it wrong. Um, no, I thought Bill Pullman was also in this film. The, like when I was looking at it, because I was trying to pick the face of William Hurt, and I know William Hurt. He hates the Hulk. He was in the um, the Eric Banner version. Well, he's right. correct. Yeah. Uh. Leave the Hulk alone. <laughs> Give him a chance. He's a smashing fella. The, <laughs> monsters, fine. You can forgive that. But I, I think the biggest problem with the film is that there is too much exposition. Yes. Mm. That's the you one know, thing I didn't like about the film. What's the, what's, what's the mantra in film? Don't tell, show. Yep. Yeah. And do that. Yeah. There's a, there's a deleted scene I was, I was watching of- the wind chimes yes, hanging up in the too. forest yeah. and they're making the creepy noises. And yeah. you know, seeing that is so much better than hearing William Hurt in two sentences of dialogue say, oh yeah, by the way, we also do this. And yeah. Make we make the sound. I think yeah. all he says is we make the sound. And that's it. 
It yeah. would have been so much better seeing the wind chimes. I'm, and I think that's uh, when you're picking holes in in the village. It is the exposition that really lets it down. I but don't. That's, that's Shyamalan all over, and it is. But like, I don't need to be just to, for once, Shyamalan. Take <laughs> take a pass at showing me that it's all fake. Don't explain it. Have it as. No, why does the father have these costumes in his house? Let us work that out. Show us the wind chimes and let us work that. Then no, show us. No, I must explain to everybody why I'm Then show this. us the death of Noah and have us connect all those things together. Yeah. I have a question though. Why did the father just not go to get the medicine? What was the in fiction reason that the sighted man who's aware of the outside world couldn't make that journey and his blind daughter who has no knowledge of the outside world had to? If Because her reasoning for going is <coughs> I'm pure of heart, the monster's which we know don't exist, but yes. the monsters won't harm yes. me. He's like, yeah. cool, about that. There are no monsters. Also, you're blind. Also, I'll just go. I don't see why yeah. that didn't just happen. No, yeah. So, so he, he knows that she's not really in danger. Yeah. Why is she still blind walking yeah. through a forest? No, but- But she knows the forest. He, but he knows it better with his eyes yes. and knows the outside world is exactly what it his is. His whole thing and what they have strived to create is this village. They have told everyone they've made an oath that they will not go outside this, the boundaries of the village again for whatever reason. Everyone in the town knows that the elders do not go outside of the village. They've told the children they can't, but the children haven't taken an oath that they won't. Yep. That's why it's the children asking the elders, even though that the elders could go perfectly well and Mm. they have eyesight and all that stuff, they are still trying to protect their ideal world. That's their number one priority. Even over their children, the world they've created is their priority. Okay. No, that's fine. There was another issue I had. So not even an issue. I missed something. (laughs) I know I've missed it. Classic. He is sent, he gives her two guides. These people will take you up to the up to the, the gate, the fence, whatever, yep. and they will not pass with you. So effectively, their mission is to get her to the the fence that goes into the national park area. Yeah. Where do they actually go? Because I missed what happened to those two people. Like, period. Where they're, do they go? They're wusses and they run away. Oh, really? They just pissed off. <laughs> yeah, they do a seb and they just run. That's great. <laughs> what point do they leave? Because I just I don't remember seeing that happen. Like, I just remember them being. I, I remember the scene saying these people will be there with you. And then cut to, she's just in the forest by herself in mine. And I was like, okay, I've, I have missed something here. No, that's just Shyamalan. He does that. You just assume it's pretty much yeah. as soon as they get in the forest, they leave. Because it's after <laughs> that that she empties out the protective rocks that mean nothing. Oh, so like we literally don't see them leave? I never We did. see one of them leave and then they're gone. Oh, maybe, good, no, I was worried. Maybe I, we okay. watch different copies, but I <laughs> No, no, that's fine. That's good because I was like, I, I don't know how I missed it, but I just remember them being there one minute and then not being there another. And I was kind of mad thinking- I had fucked up. No, I didn't. The oh, movie no. fucked up. No, good to know. Cool. You blinked. <laughs> hmm? You blinked. Apparently I must have sneezed or <laughs> micro-napped for half a second. I don't know, but yeah. I will say of this, to Shyamalan's credit, he didn't have anywhere near as much of his sort of trademark camera just doing a weird pan shot. Or he got your letters. Hold it. <laughs> yeah, but then he- Goes on and makes other films with with all that back in there. <laughs> this one this one doesn't have as much of it, and that's True. a bit of a saving grace. Doesn't save the whole film for me, but it's less irritating to watch without that. Yeah. Any more bad, or do we want to move to verdicts? Let's verdict Verdict. This. But to be the man, you gotta beat the man, and I'm staying woo right here. I'm the man. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Slap it on with the might of Zeus! Oh, yeah, I like this movie. (laughs) You're welcome. Um, 
I'm going to recommend this film. I really didn't mind it. I, I do think it was a, the biggest cock tease in history when I was 13. Wow. Wait, but, wait literally? Uh, Were literally. You I don't talk. excited for this movie? I don't talk. Um, I don't, yeah. In metaphors. Do you want me to finish that sentence for you? <laughs> I was going to say hyper, um, hyperbolic, but yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, um, it's pretty okay. It's not very exciting, but I think it, I would love to watch this film with someone who hasn't seen it before. Okay. And that was the great tragedy of my life is the only person in the house was my wife who had seen it and she fell asleep, but she was really tired anyway. So that doesn't count. Um, but That's no, it what was- he said. <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> Shut up. Sorry, I was texting and only half listening. <laughs> um, no, the performances were really solid and I like this conceptually. And while I may have used something very similar in a D&D story before, you'll be damned if I'm not going to do it again because I think there's a lot of merit to this kind of story, uh, this kind of narrative. Uh, Execution-wise, not perfect, but it's a 5 out of 10, maybe a 5.5. Okay. It's a passing grade. Wow. Okay. Say. okay. I, this is the second time seeing this film. I can't remember when the first time was because I didn't see it at the cinema. It's just one of those things that, you know, you were sleeping over at somebody's place. Hot. No. <laughs> and, you know, it just happened to be yeah. on, you know, after a party or whatever. It just happened to be You're on. a bit drunk. You no, weren't really let's, let's watch it. I didn't like it then and I still don't like it now. It's fine. Like it's not a terrible film. It's just kind of stupid. Yeah. Yeah, and, I, and I couldn't couldn't get on board with it, but it's fine. And as a as an innocuous kind of film to fill in a bit of time and watch some actors do some interesting things, it it gets it over the line in that sense. Yeah. But I wouldn't go to this, you know, expecting some life changing story or to have some sort of epiphany or a great a great moment, you know, to come out of it refreshed and recharged and, oh, my God, that's, you know, the, the best yeah. thing ever. You, yeah. You, you're not going to get that It's not a feel-good film is no. what you're saying. No. 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 And even the love story. Uh, it was nice enough. It was very anticlimactic as a love story. Yeah. Like we don't know if he's well. Yeah. He could have still died. <laughs> there wasn't a lot of supplies in that medical cabinet. So, Ooh, fitty, fitty. So, so, so I guess I'm kind of saying you could watch this film. But why would you want to? I had a reference. Have you recommended any Shyamalan films yet? I don't think so. We're the opposite spectrums. Somehow I'm five out of five right now. And I did not see this coming when we started this. Like I know I'm the one that suggested we did them. It was only because we had to do freaking class that I was like, fuck it, let's do them all. I didn't think I'd be sitting here with a hundred percent success rate so far with him. And here you are with the exact opposite, which we see is down the middle, just an okay director. I, I mean, that's that's pretty much what what Shyamalan does. Yeah, yeah. you know, he he makes money for for his studios, right? That's un, that's unquestionable. He, the man is a money machine, but as far as the artistic content, I don't know. I I think he's a little bit pretentious. Oh, I, I, I think he tries too hard a lot of the time. I only love. It can go either way. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. One. So sometimes he'll, you know, hit it out of the park and have a really good film like Sixth yeah. Sense. And then sometimes he will have tried too hard to recreate something that he can't do. And to be fair, out of the five films I'm talking about, I only loved two of them, right. Signs and Unbreakable. The rest have all just been, yeah, they're fine. Yeah. So um, while I sit here with five out of five, I mean like yeah. it's a five <laughs> out of five, but only two of those are A's. See, I say I say fine as well, but why would you recommend a film that's just fine? No, that's normally my thing. I mean, that, that's yeah. that, that's 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 where I'm coming from when when I say 
No, don't bother. Why? Why would you bother? This exact film with a slightly less interesting premise would not be a recommend. But just because it's so original for me in the story it tried to tell, that is an interesting failure for me in that sense. So I'd rather recommend something that's interesting but not great than something that's okay but boring at the same time. Okay. If this had like slightly different concept, it would be all thumbs down. But just because of the idea there. Well, tiebreaker, Julie. I watched it for the first time. With no preconceived idea of what it was going to be. The only thought I had was based on the artwork, potentially it could be a thriller. Okay. And I sat there and I sat there and like, okay, it's (laughs) thriller-ish. There's some threat. And, oh, there's a cute little love story. That's nice. Oh, and by the way, the sister Kitty also plays Kitty in Arrested Development. I just remembered that. (laughs) Two very different characters. Um, but I, in, I not, I wasn't at any point going, I'm really bored or I don't want to watch this anymore or I'm hating this. I, it was watchable. And the only disappointment for me was again, the exposition just being far too simple. Like right. give me some credit. I can, <laughs> I can work this out for myself, but, but what if you get it wrong? Uh, look at me. What? There's two <laughs> ways to read one again. movie? <laughs> Not in my house. Um, I would watch it again, but in some time. Like, give it a bit. I, I would recommend it if you like Shyamalan. Give it 14 years. That's my recommendation. <laughs> okay. It sat well. All right. Yeah. Okay. Aged like a fine wine, did it? Yeah, but like a like a fine red wine. Didn't, it didn't well, turn- Well, you don't age white exactly wine. It didn't turn to rancid vinegar is what I'm trying to say. It turned to delicious- Red, I don't know. Okay. I don't want a wine drinker. You scotch. Can we age it like scotch? I don't drink scotch either. Okay. <laughs> so I could just Would you like to age it like an ice break? You clearly drink those. Yeah, I do. Visual gun. It's getting warm. <laughs> anyway. So there we go. On average, yeah. it's recommended. Okay. So this film comes out after Dark City. So we've got to have a death match between someone in this film and John Murdoch, lead character of Dark City. Hmm. What about the monster if it was actually a monster? Well, that's not real. I mean, what about every, the, everybody's going to lose to The simple Mer- guy with a sharp knife. Everyone's yeah. all, I, I wouldn't worry because I'm pretty sure John Merck's going to lose to Captain Marvel anyway. Yeah. So he'll win this round so easily, I'd say. But anybody you picked would lose to Murdoch anyway because well, he's got telepathic only, powers. Only one character was all murdery in this film. But, but the one guy that is all murdery, Noah, has a limited mental capacity. So potentially a telepath could not read his thoughts. He's telekinetic, not oh, telepathic. So you can just like fling him well, through space and time. Well, if you describe it wrong to me, I'm I, not going to know so where my That's my fault. I, I apologize. You should. Anyway, John Murdoch wins until next <laughs> week where, oh God, because we're recording out a sequence, Captain Marvel's gonna win next week. And then we're doing Lady in the Water. Oh, we're doing another freaking, t- another freaking <laughs> parallel universe bullshit. Great. All right. <coughs> Let's social media things up. Yes. Mm. Uh, we we have, have a website, secondtakepodcast.com, and an email address, secondtakepodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook, Second Take Media Review Podcast. You can Instagram us at Second Take Podcast, or you can tweet us, if you live in the future, at Second Take TNC. Um, tweety, tweet, tweet. <laughs> Alex isn't here to do Facebook, right? Or did I just you, did it. Oh, I wasn't listening. He's a good that man. Sounds, that sounds about right. Um, Julie, quickly, uh, what's yes. the best place to find you and your things? Look, again? just go to That's Not Canon Productions and find all of the podcasts. Guaranteed I'm on at least five of them at some point. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's an episode. That How is. do we end it, though? Oh, somehow. Give a little outro, maybe. An outro would be great. I'm going to press this button and see what it does.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.